0: Welcome to another podcast of History Speaks from the Montour County Historical Society. A big thank you to Van Wagner and all of those who made the Danville Heritage Festival in 2019 a success despite the sweltering weather. Preserving our history is the goal of the festival and the historical society. Our speaker series continues August the 17th at the Boyd House Museum. We're privileged to have Danville native Sue Reichenbordman, Boardman, leadership program director and licensed battlefield guide with the Gettysburg Foundation. She will talk about Montour County men at the Battle of Gettysburg. Doors open at 6.30. The program begins at 7 o'clock and there is a $5 admission. Keeping our history alive has been the goal over the years since the Historical Society came into existence. In 1983, as part of an oral history project, Tom McGill interviewed several people about Danville and Montour County's past. One of those was Charles Young, who lived on West Mahoning Street for many years. He was part of a family who made a living working at the big mill. Charlie started at the mill, known as the Reading Iron Works by that time, in 1912. He discussed the mill with Tom in that interview and we share a portion of that on this podcast.
1: How old were you when you started? Three years, and how old are you now? 86. So that's approximately, well that's quite a few years ago. We figured it's around 1912 or so, at the age of 17.
2: What was your job? The first job I had in there was... and dragging out from puddle mill rolls. What road. does that mean? The muck iron. That They made the iron into... Uh, took the uh, pigs and made it into iron, you know. Then they, they ro- rolled it out into a bar, and that's what they call muck iron.
1: Were you... was it unusual for a young man of 17 to be working in the mill, or were there other young men there, too, like, of your age? Well, well
2: they were From dragging in that out, and that was a man's job What hours did you work? Well, yeah. when I worked in the... in the puddle mill, I mostly went to work at six o'clock in the morning. So then uh, after that, I changed from the puddle mill over into the finishing mill. That's where I, I worked the last. And when I went to work as high as four o'clock, sometimes that fast. In, in the, the morning. morning? In the morning.
1: How long a day did you put in then?
2: Worked 12 hours a day.
1: Six days a week? Six days a week. Well, it wasn't unusual to work 70 hours
2: a week then. Started, no. Oh, boy. It was all time, see. And uh, the more turn you get out, the more money you make then when uh, I got in the way, I got into the finishing mill, I couldn't make, make more money, that's why I went on the finishing mill, and I run what they call a telegraph. That was taking the iron from the furnace to the rolls. And I made it by ten dollars. Ten dollars a day? Ten dollars a day. Oh, no, I made more than that. I, then I, I kept on there so I was a heater. In other words, you're going up the ladder. I'm I going mean, up the ladder. That's what I wanted to hear. I went up there as a heater, see then. Uh-huh. I was a heater on the furnace, see. I was boss, what they call the boss heater. And then that's when I made the money. When did you retire from the mill? Well, I well, I drawed the last heat out of that furnace in the big mill when they when they poured the torch down. That was in '36. Uh, and how do they power the mill? Now you talk about these big rollers and these big mills. And
1: uh, was that steam powered? Or? Yep,
2: I had a steam engine on this end. Was built in there, and that. that make like three thousand revolutions the minute. Must have been a big engine. <laughs> oh, It was a big it Had to be for that whole crane to Tell us as you, best you
1: can, Charles, uh, what the mill looked like. Describe it. What were there a lot of buildings? Well, the, the mill to look at it, you
2: thought it was a big grandstand on the outside, was very high. And of course, it had to be high because they had cranes in there, you know, and all those cranes had to run through the mill. It must have been an awful big. No, oh, it was. Must have been. Well, oh, yeah. Very you take the. the Joyce went across there, oh, you know, I bet there was 14, 16 inches square. There also were some railroads around there, weren't there? Sure. There? Well, you, you must remember that the first rail that was ever rolled in the world was rolled in the Big Mill, D-rail. Right. You're all well proud of that around yes. there, aren't you? Yes. But I remember Dinky. Yeah. What was the Dinky? Tell, tell us what the, the Dinky was. The Dinky was a small engine. It was a big engine, and uh, it had a capacity, well, it could pull at least... Those car coals, all the cars, and, and the ashes all, all hauled away, and they put the stinking. Well, these cars must have been, I'll say, 14 feet square, and, of course, had four wheels on the bottom of them, not on a narrow gate track. Where do they take those ashes? In well, way? now, they, that's what they filled the canal up with. That went for they tore the canal, where they filled that up, and, and out over the tip there, they filled that all in, you know, wherever they could use it in. Well, up here on Mark, on North Street. Used to be an iron bridge come across there with every dock used to be in with the creek was, you know.
1: Wasn't there a,
2: a trestle or an overpass across Route 11 that they used to the Sure, the, they had the trestle over there and the drunk the coal right down under, right down through the ties. And the trestle's up that high, and all oh, I'll say that must have been at least 15, 20 feet high. Did the dinky train, the little dinky railroad, did that run out the bicycle path? That's it. Now that was run out the bicycle path and when it took over, over up would go along the frosty valley. Well that comes down the valley across the creek and to the blacks instance, over here above the mill where the convent is over there? Oh yeah. The blast furnaces. there? Yes. Where the Holy Family convent is? Yes. And the blast furnaces and that iron from there took down to the mill. They had like a squeezer there like they would to make this muck iron in, you know. Well,
1: are you telling me that this railroad used to bring in iron ore from Frosty Valley? Yes, sure it did. In other words, did they dig ore out there? Oh yes.
2: Did, did you did. know
1: anything about that, the iron mines that were out there in the Frosty Valley? Well, I seen the
2: mines when I was a kid, but they wasn't running anymore. Man. Well, sure, there used to be an, an air hole out here. Well, you can down in it yet. Yeah, you down and come up in Sidler Hill. No kidding. Yes, yeah, it's a, the it's a man that worked in the mines that lived in Sidler Hill, they had a hole up there to go down. Well, do
1: you mean to tell me the people would get in this up in Sidler Hill? Yes, and walk it down. Oh, come walk it down, down and come yes. up? Come down here at the
2: big mill. Yeah. around yes. uh, is oh, that, yep. and at the other end of the big mill there, yeah. But they did dig ore. Oh, 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 yes. Okay. Then went down over, we okay. call it yes. the double feather bed. He didn't have a glass furnaces down there to make this ore big you know.
1: When the big mill was the big mill, how many people would you guess worked there?
2: Most of all furnaces had four, six men on the furnace mostly. And on the, they had 44 puddle furnaces over there, back in the mill and six right along the creek. There. That would be 50 blast of, uh, puddle furnaces. And there'd be six men at each furnace yeah. per ship. Did they, uh, there must have been. You know, they had double shifts in you know. All right, so
1: you're talking maybe maybe a thousand men would have worked there one way or another.
2: Oh yes, I believe because that a lot of stuff to all stuff stuff's all handled by hand. Sure, didn't have any trouble with things that to move it like they would today. The so
1: for all the furnaces, sure, the you had everything. the coal and all these other helpers and mm-hmm. the people, maybe a thousand would be a small number, maybe yes.
2: 1,500 men that would have worked there. Yes, I believe. Between the, the office force, sure. sure. the whole... Uh, well, then they had uh, the name yeah. mill up there, that bottle furnaces up there, you remember that, do Oh, sure, I do. Oh, yeah. They had that. And the blast furnaces used to be up there with the sweet oil. Let's stop right here
1: now. And talk about the word puddling what did the word puddle mean when you guys did it what did what did you do when you puddled iron
2: well when they puddled iron see this this furnace was made and then the inside of the furnace was made like a big basin in there and they'd heat this iron up or it would would run see then the slide would run out one that way and then the iron would they keep working it up and they got that in lumps then they took it down to the coffee mill, we called it. What time. was that word? What? Coffee mill. Coffee mill? Yes, yeah, so it run around, just like a. You've seen these hand coffee mills. Yeah. Well, I'd done the same thing. This It was there and had a place about that wide and, and about that high where they made that, they balled it up in the furnace thing. just this ball and throw it right into the coffee mill. How big a ball was that? Oh, ball would be big.
1: Hundreds upon hundreds of pounds. Oh, right? I imagine maybe... Oh yeah,
2: maybe 500
1: pounds. Okay. Yeah, I'd be good at that. We've gone through the funnel mill, through the coffee mill, yes. now we're into the rolls. Alright, now the rolling mill was one of the early steps. The finishing mill was the uh, a, a next step. That's
2: the next step. Oh, now, what did they do there? Well, the finishing mill now, it was made into the taking, cut this off, and made it what they call a box file, and whatever size iron is going to roll out, to a certain distance it was gonna be fifty feet long whatever it is, then they use a pile well, that would make it that long. See.
1: In other words, most of the material you made here was flat. It yes. was taken someplace else to be oh in, yes. in the pipes yes. or whatever they made it. Yes.
2: Every year we had them two to three months off. Oh you did? Oh yes and relined all these furnaces.
1: Well now you say you closed the mill down two or three months a year. Yep. Well now in those days they didn't have unemployment compensation. No, we made enough money that you
2: could live. You had to lose. Is that
1: is that in the summer they generally did that? Yeah, right?
2: in the summer, yes. After Fourth of July and the mills shut down, for, it was regular. Yeah, it? my wife well, we started done. up around by Labor Day. See, what'd you do during those two three months? Oh, well, one, well, or? Oh, yes, I always garden. Well, we had a big lot over in Welsh Hill, right straight across, and we we raised all our own potatoes and cabbage. I mean, cabbage now nothing like a big barrel of cabbage in South South <laughs> you know. And then we had raised hogs. We had never uh,
1: less than four or three or four hogs. Up in Welsh Hill. Yep. It must have been a, uh, an unusual town when 1,500 men or so, all of a sudden, nobody was working. What was it like? Well, then you see how they had a lot of
2: ball fields around here.
1: I remember, and it's not there anymore, there was a, a good-sized across Mahoning Creek. Yeah, sure. Now, they backed the water up there, and I remember
2: a big pump. That's right, a pump in there that had 18 inches of a pipe going down. They pumped. That was an 18-inch pump in there. Now, they pumped the water out of Mahoning Creek for the mill for That's cooling? Right. Or what yeah, are you for doing? the cooling.
0: And over on the other
2: side of the mill, they had a big tank there. In case something that happened to the pump, they had another big tank made there would keep the yeah. mill running from smaller pump Yeah. until he got the big pump safe.
1: When you started there, it was before World War One, and then you went yes. into World
2: War One, didn't you? When the United yep. States got into mm-hmm. the yeah, war, I was married then.
1: You were married and mm-hmm. went in. Do you remember before before the United States got into war and everything like that? Did, did the big mill make anything for the defense of the country, like uh, what they used? Oh
2: the yes, they made everything, anything, mm-hmm. not like that iron, any any kind of a big pipe or. Big bar uh, or something like that, sure. That the, uh, that the United States used? Yes.
1: Then you went into the Army, uh, went overseas, didn't uh, you? Yes. France, yes. And, uh, and then you came back in 1918
2: or whenever it was. Did yes. you go back
1: to work in the big mill then? Yeah.
2: The job is there.
1: When you worked at the mill, uh, do you remember, who was the superintendent?
2: Well, the superintendent, when, when I went there, was Mr. Hack. Herbert Hack. Herbert Hack.
1: Do you remember any bad accidents in the mill?
2: Explosions, yes. big fires? Could yes. you tell us what yeah, you Yeah, when mean? the water blew. blew out. And something happened that when the boiler just blew, exploded, went right oh, out through the, the mill over top of some of the men and spoiled it. How about the floods? Did the floods ever cause... Oh, yeah, they had flood in there. street full of water. In the mill itself? In the mill. Uh, water well, right there in the... Uh, Thirty-six
1: buildings aren't there anymore, but where were the offices for uh, the, the offices office right down there? That's down there yet. Well, what what part of the American Legion building? What, what? Well, that there's
2: that's where he lived. That was where Heck lived. That's where right. Heck lived. That was that the, the home. Yeah, for the student ending, yeah.
1: That's the current American Legion. Yes. Yeah, uh, well, were there other buildings along Route
2: 11 there that were part of the mill? Oh, sure. All all that all the whole side there was buildings. They had a more a, mold, they had a, a boundary back there too stuff they had to make in the farm, they had that in some time. Mm-hmm. And then they had a place there for lumber. Then they had a place there, none but a machine shop. The machine trade. yes, okay. that was a big building.
1: Now that would have been on the side of the... Uh, on the right-hand side. Right-hand side down. as you're going down. Yeah, that was on the left-hand side yep. as you go out of town, across mm-hmm. the other side of the road. Yeah, track. that's right. Uh, when did you say you stopped, but when did it stop working? 38. 38. 38. Yep. When was it taken down? Right away. I had been told there's a fellow still around Danville, I remember well, Patty Ryan. Yeah. And they said he was called, or he had a job called, the callboy. Yes, what yes, did that yes. mean, Mr.
2: well A callboy now, see, now like we say, the night shift is working now. Well, when the night shift would get through and the furnace was empty, he, the man had to come out and take that furnace while it was hot, see, for the day shift. Mm-hmm. And Paddy Romney was the one, he was a callboy. Because I, I was a kid then, I can remember my dad would get up to him and, and he'd, say, he'd say to him, or what he had been doing, he said, we are five minutes late. He would tell him when he'd come there. Patty would. No, I would tell Patty. <laughs> and I thought to myself, What if they need a cowboy for him? He was always up there and up.
1: Well, somebody told me once Patty would go along and he, had a, he would rattle fences. Yes, and he, many, would. Uh-huh. he would get the people awake to, to go to work. Sure. He was just a young boy then. Yeah, right? sure he was. One of the things that's an old part of Danville's history is the company store. Yeah, well, I was, I was on the right with the
2: brickwork kenny's.
1: Yeah. Now you never did any business there or anything like that. You're. Well, I never seen that store
2: open. When, that was never open in my time.
1: Well, we don't have a lot of time left on this now, Charles. But I would like you to tell me if you will, please. About your dad. His name, who was he? What was his name?
2: Comely Iron, Comely Young.
1: You and I were talking a bit before we started to make the recording. You thought it might have been 50 years before you started. Yes, I know it
2: because, sure.
1: So we went out to say it was in the 1870s. Yeah, we had 50 years in there. Now your dad worked there. Mm-hmm. All them years. You worked there. Yes. Did your brother David work there? Yeah,
2: he worked there.
1: Now we talked a bit about your brother George. He George, had worked a, there. Now there's a bad accident. Yeah. I, I, he, yeah. he lost his eyesight.
2: Oh, well, that was because. like I'm turning in a fire explosion, you know, and come back. Oh, just right. like come down just like rain, you know how he's... The, the island. Yeah, oh, the iron. flash. Yeah.
1: If your daddy started there in 1870 well your dad must have worked there when thomas beaver and those people ran the mill sure he did
2: oh that's that's fascinating sure, that's sure. that's very very sure. fascinating and uh, i heard pop talk of this man beaver he used to have horses and i don't know when maybe a mighty gentleman's working in the mill he took, took the horse and put it on the Kentucky for <laughs> Your dad didn't. Yeah, Cause cause did? Yeah. Because he thought a, a lot of puff, you know,
1: Your father, yeah. calmly young. Yeah, took these horses. Took Tom Beaver's horses. They the horse, were they racing horses or I what? Don't, were I you? don't know if they racing
2: horses or not.
1: That's interesting. But you never met Mr. Beaver. No. Somebody said once, or I read once, that things are going different. Danville might have been his biggest pitch. That's right. And the reason was the soft coal was out there and yeah. we had the hard coal yeah. around. Did the big mill throw a lot of smoke over Danville? No, yeah. the right. stacks were all pretty high. Were they pretty oh, high? Yeah. You wouldn't say Danville had a uh, was a smoky city
2: like we used to? No, know. not like Pittsburgh. Nothing like Pittsburgh. No. Even when the Big Mill was at its height. That's right, yeah. because, because the air seemed to draw right up and go up that way, you know.
1: Well, you know, all the families in Danville, going back generations like your family mm-hmm. and most of the families, at one time or another, the Big Mill touched their family. Yes. They either worked in it, mm-hmm. or somebody in the family worked in yes. it, or it was the biggest industry yeah. in Danville, wasn't it? Yes, it was. At least 1,500 yeah. people. Almost yeah. all men. Well, they were all men, yeah. really. yeah. My grandfather. For sure, uh, sure, sure. Jim McGill, he did. Yeah. Uh, uh, I knew that. Yeah, he was in the mill when yeah. I first came out of school. When I he, was, he was up there. A, yeah. And it was charging. He was, he was an iron worker. Sure. sure everybody was. Sure, One, practically yeah. everybody sure, was yeah. in the middle of the market. I want to thank. On behalf of the Montour County Historical Society, Mr. Charles Young of Danville, this will become part of the tradition of the oral history of the town of Danville. And this is Tom McGill for the Montour County Historical Society. And this is January the twentieth, nineteen eighty-three.
0: Charles Young was born in July of eighteen ninety-six. He died at the age of ninety three years after recording this interview. That's it for this week's podcast from the Montour County Historical Society. My name is Terry Diener, a member of the Board of Directors. We have our Sunday open houses at the Boyd House and Montgomery House Museums from 2 until 4 p.m. They are free for society members and young people through grade 12. Others are invited into both museums for $5. And Danville native Sue Reichen Boardman, Leadership Program Director and Licensed Battlefield Guide with the Gettysburg Foundation, will be our guest August the 7th for the speaker series at the Boyd House to discuss Montour County men at the Battle of Gettysburg admission is five dollars doors open at 6 30 and the program begins at 7 p.m hope to see you there
2: i'm a lucky man call this home call this home i'm a lucky man that a man might search his whole life through never find a better land